Support for this show comes from Nine West. Winter's finally coming to a close, but you might still fall the very ground beneath your feet with the hottest new trends from Nine West. Nothing beats the confidence the perfect little piece can give you. And their new collections of footwear, apparel, and accessories will let you take on the world in style. Use their Need It Now edit, also known as the Nine edit, to search effortlessly through trends like Western-style boots, loafers, and more. It's time to wear our confidence, ladies. We can't be contained. Because this spring at Nine West, we are infinite. Buy now and get 15% off with code PODCAST24. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. I would sit outside the older girls' classes and eventually stand up and just try everything that they were doing because I, I just ballet just lived in me and I just I just wanted to create dance <laughs> and so I would just do all these things in the hallway and it was cement floor very slippery glossy cement floor and so my dance teacher saw me out there doing you know 32 fuetes and she was like no 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 and she brought me into the studio um with the girls who were you know twice my age i was so small uh, but she was like if you're gonna do it at least do it in the studio when ashton edwards was four years old they began dancing at the Flint School of Performing Arts in Flint, Michigan. From the beginning, it became who I was. I was the dancer, and dance was me. Yeah, it was one. And so it became my personality, everything that I did, um, everything that I researched and was passionate about was dance or related to dance and music. Um, but it was, it was all working towards the goal of being a professional dancer. I was pretty sure of it early. The first ballet Ashton ever saw was The Nutcracker. One of my favorite dancers to this day, Brandy Lee, danced the role of Clara. And it just, I, I saw myself in her, or I saw a vision that I wanted to be. Ashton spent hours watching videos of famous ballerinas dancing on point, on the tips of their toes. Ashton loved the ballet Swan Lake, especially the role of the Swan Queen. But they noticed only female dancers danced that role and got to dance on point. What was it about ballet that you loved? It was, it was the fantasy. Um, just, oh, wow, I mean, the otherworldliness of it, you know, ascending from Earth when when you jump and turn, it, it just, it took me to another place, and yeah, I fell in love immediately. I think seeing dance inspired me to become the vision, um, but the feeling of dance just 
had set it in stone that this is what I, I needed to do in life because it just felt so natural, so right. Ashton had been awarded a scholarship to attend ballet school. What Was your family supportive about your dancing? I mean, you know, yes, we'll drop you off at the practices, yes. I mean, did you feel like everyone was on board? It would, it definitely evolved sooner than anyone expected, but quickly everyone was on board. In my early days, yeah, my mom just dropped me off and she was, you know, free childcare <laughs> with, with the scholarship. It was great. It was me and my little sister and we had our sack lunches and we would just dance all day on our Super Saturdays is what they were called at my studio. And then... One day, my teacher brought my mom in, and the story goes is that she she tells my mom that, you know, Ashton has a gift, <laughs> and uh, it, it's going to need to be nurtured. And, you know, typically in these cases, when they do train towards that professional career, they leave home a little early, and they'll attend summer programs where they'll be gone for weeks at a time, and, you know, it'll be an adjustment. But if you want to support Ashton, this is what, you know, traditionally happens. Um, And so I guess at that point, my mom was like, oh, okay. By this point, Ashton was around 11 years old, Ashton's mother didn't want them to leave home. But she also wanted Ashton to be happy. She was open to Ashton spending summers away from home, and they traveled to Chicago to audition for different training programs. And so we would spend weekends in Chicago while, you know, and I would bring all of my homework, and I would, she would walk me to Joffrey, Chicago, or Ballet, Chicago, where the audition would be, and she would put me in, like, a thousand scarves and huge jackets. She's like, you have to stay warm. You can't break anything in there, (laughs) you know. But she became sort of a, I don't know if she was a dance mom or just a really great mom. But yeah, she was always on board and she gave me everything I needed to be successful. Ashton started attending summer programs around the country. And so I think that was the first time when I realized that oh, this is for boys and girls, and I'm not quite either, so, hmm. And I realized I fell short of what a typical male ballet dancer looked like and, you know, the prowess they need uh, to partner and to jump really big. I didn't really align with that vision of ballet. It just wasn't exactly who I was. You know, I kind of was, it made me pretty nervous to know if I was going to be successful at all in finding a career at that point. For people who don't exactly know, what are the traditional ballet gender roles and what is kind of asked of those certain roles? Yeah, I for the women, so the women were taught to be sylph-like. They were gorgeous and delicate uh, with beautiful lines, legs, and feet, Sylph is a word that was used in the 16th century by a physician, an alchemist, named Paracelsus. He believed the elements earth, fire, water, and air were each associated with a supernatural spirit. Gnomes were associated with earth, salamanders with fire, and undines, or mermaids, with water. 
sylphs were air spirits. In the 19th century, the word sylph also began to be used to describe thin and graceful women, and it was used a lot to describe female ballet dancers. They danced on their toes and and, um, worked on their point training, which is very hard and uh, gruesome work. But, you know, they work tirelessly to make it look beautiful and effortless and to be as light and delicate as possible. And for the men, we were taught to partner and to be more bravura, um, which is to be more machismo or... uh, more manly, you know. It's, you know, the normal ideals of male and female, uh, but to a more classical uh, tradition. Male dancers traditionally do lots of big jumps and turns and lift female dancers above their heads and traditionally don't dance on point. Just explain what dancing on point is. To dance on point... For most people, it happens around 12 to 13 to 14. Uh, It's a natural progression in ballet as your feet get stronger um, to work all the way up to full point. And it just extends the line further so that when you are dancing, you look as if you're floating across the stage. And when you find that balance point, it's even more impressive because, you know, you're above the ground. And, but this position is traditionally only left for female dancers. Ashton trained in what's called Vaganova technique, named for the Russian ballet dancer, Agrippina Vaganova. Which is, you know, this old Russian style. Um, and so it's very strict on, like, heads and arms, and everything has to be in a certain place and space in time. But in 2019... When Ashton was 16, they went to an audition for the Pacific Northwest Ballet Summer Program. And I get to this audition, and they play Material Girl on the piano, and we're doing these fast tandus, and they, you know, they just go with the rhythm, and it's all kind of chill and relaxed and fun and (laughs) free-flowing, and I'm having a blast because... I, I, you know, I can do a tattoo from my strict training, but now we can move and have fun with this new, it's called uh, Balanchine style, this new American way of doing ballet. And so I was living. I just, I had a ball. The artistic director of Pacific Northwest Ballet, Peter Bowl, saw Ashton audition that day. And, um... I got home, and he had his assistant call me, and, you know, he was just like, before anyone else got to you, we wanted to reach out and ask if you would like to train with us. And I was just like, immediately, yes. I knew it was the place I wanted to be before. And and then to have that, you know, kind of hand reaching out to me, this small-town kid who, I don't know, I just, I didn't think I was that great, Um, but to, like, have Peter Bull reaching out to me, it was just, wow. Ashton was invited to attend Pacific Northwest Ballet's school year-round. Their mother agreed. So Ashton moved to Seattle and lived with a host family there. Ashton loved it, 
dancing all day, and getting to perform with the company at night. So when you first got to to Pacific Northwest Ballet, you were primarily dancing male roles? Yes. I I did all male roles with PMB my first year in the school. I had examples, finally. I had dancers like Ben Griffiths, uh, who stood exactly at my height. Um, we were eye to eye. We were f- both five, five, I want to say. That might be a little generous. <laughs> um, but he saw me and he took me under his wing. He was just like, I know what it's like to be the small kid. Um, but there was... There was a spot for me at PMB. Um, it wasn't unusual for dancers to look different at PMB already when I got there. And so, you know, Peter just saw my talent. But then in 2020, Ashton and their classmates couldn't train in person anymore. COVID hit and I was stuck at home. Ashton's host family made sure they had a space to dance. Sometimes in you know, the family room or next to a bookshelf or on the patio outside when it was nice and warm in the summertime. Um, and it was wonderful. I had a view of, this, of Seattle uh, from where I danced some days on the balcony. Something happened while Ashton was dancing alone, without anyone else around, telling them which parts to dance. And so when I was alone... Yeah, I just continued to find different ways to move and different ways to initiate movement, different things that might inspire me to create. And that was old videos of, you know, beautiful ballerinas that I had watched many, 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 many times over and over again. And then one day, Ashton put on a pair of point shoes. I was in these shoes that were so small. (laughs) They weren't mine. They belonged to someone else, but I just wanted to dance, so I wore them anyway. And it just, it felt so natural to just extend the line and to rise all the way up to full point um, in my point shoes. And I was like, you know, this feels correct. It feels like what I should be doing. Um, And I don't exactly know why I'm not. I'm Phoebe Judge, and this is Love. We'll be right back. Support for This Is Love comes from Indeed. Hiring someone new can sometimes feel like finding a missing puzzle piece. The right person can complete a team, but the search can take a long time. And sometimes it feels entirely up to chance. Indeed is designed to help you find that perfect match much easier and much faster. Indeed's matching engine learns from your preferences for job candidates and becomes more accurate over time. That means the more you use it, the better it gets. You also need to worry about the busy work of hiring. Indeed will help you with scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners to this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash thisislove. Just go to Indeed.com slash thisislove right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash thisislove. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
you need Indeed. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Did you tell your family, your mother, that you were going to start dancing on point and, and dancing or that you were practicing dancing more female roles? I I actually don't think I did. You know, I now that I think about it, I really don't think I did because it kind of all just happened. Um, I came out and that was a thing, you know, in my community, in a lot of Black communities. You know, queerness isn't acceptable. It's in a lot of ways for Black mothers, it's terrifying to have um, this other thing that others, their child, you know? Um, and so I think there was a lot of fear for her at that time. And so we didn't have a lot of communication for a minute. And I, I kind of did my own thing. But I'm glad she gave me that space to do so. Um, I don't think I would have become the person I am without it. Ashton started dancing in point shoes every day. It took some getting used to. They bruised their toenails. They started trying out different choreography, like the role of dewdrop in the Nutcracker. They'd had the choreography memorized since they were a little kid. Eventually, Ashton decided to ask if the director of the company, Peter, would let them officially join the point classes that were still being held over Zoom. I wanted to be very clear that I didn't want to destroy any opportunity I had at joining the company. Um, But I also wanted to be true to myself um, and ask for what I felt like would align my my art form, my craft, with who I was. Ashton's host mother, Michelle, helped them figure out what to say. She urged me to start the conversation with Peter. um, And she, you know, helped me write down all my notes so that I would go into my meeting prepared. And she actually sat on Zoom with me, uh, you know, holding my hand because I was, you know, very nervous. Um, But I brought up the question, why not, you know, Could I try this thing that hasn't quite been done um, officially in a major company like this? Um, And I asked to join the uh, 
I think, like the level one dancers in their point classes, just to try. And he gave me the space. He gave me the opportunity. He gave me the point shoes. And so Peter did everything he could. He turned to everyone because, you know, this is not something he's ever experienced in himself. He's, he never took point classes or, you know, he didn't have real life experience. So it, it became a community kind of thing um, because this wasn't just a me thing. Um, I think Peter and I quickly realized that this would be changing the culture of how we train students. Um, so I first, you know, felt uncomfortable with my dress code. Um, it was very strict in the binary language of, you know, the boys wear black and white and the girls wear their black leotards and pink tights. And, you know, I just asked the question, why? And from that point, Peter, you know, reflected and just like, you know, I don't think there's actually a good enough reason that we need to keep it so binary. And so, you know, in continuous discussions like these, the rule book just exploded um, and the language everywhere had to be changed. Was it kind of like you were relearning ballet in a way? In so many ways, yes. I had to start at square one. It was a process of relearning everything in these shoes and then building the confidence because in a point shoe, the bottom of the shoe is not flat. Um, so you have, you know, the difficulty of dancing on your toes, but also just standing flat on your foot without rocking back and forth. So, you know, dancing just became this new challenge, this huge challenge again. Did it ever feel discouraging? Did you ever think, what am I doing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I was discouraged most of the time, not by anything that anyone said to me directly, but, you know, just standing in a room full of these incredible point dancers, I think I didn't feel quite good enough for it. Um, I didn't think it was right. Um, I didn't think I had what it took because these girls had so many years on me of just getting used to walking in the shoes. Um, I felt like I was just taking a spot away from someone. But knowing that I was creating now, knowing that I was creating a new spot in dance, it centers me. What were you planning to do after you graduated? I prayed and I prayed and hoped that I was, would just get a job in dance. Um, the reality, though, was that I was going to have to stop training on point um, because no other company in America had done really anything where a male-bodied person was dancing on point, you know, as a female dancer. Ashton decided to audition in point shoes anyway. I, I, I It felt like a shot in the dark. I I was really just hoping and praying that it would work out and I would dance somewhere someday, but it was never done before. And so 
there was really no direction to follow. So my plans were to try my best. I auditioned for most companies. Uh, in our training program, they had directors come in to watch class and to choose dancers, pluck dancers from our school to dance professionally around America. But I, it, it wasn't working out. No one would hire them, and graduation was coming up. I didn't have the offers that my colleagues did, my classmates did. And so I was planning on giving it up. I was going to have to try the whole audition thing again without the point shoes. We'll be right back. Support for this show comes from Nine West. Winter's finally coming to a close, but you might still fall the very ground beneath your feet with the hottest new trends from Nine West. Nothing beats the confidence the perfect little piece can give you. And their new collections of footwear, apparel, and accessories will let you take on the world in style. Use their Need It Now Edit, also known as the Nine Edit, to search effortlessly through trends like Western-style boots, loafers, and more. It's time to wear our confidence, ladies. We can't be contained, because this spring at Nine West, we are infinite. Buy now and get 15% off with code PODCAST24. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. One day, Peter Bowl, the artistic director of the Pacific Northwest Ballet, reached out to Ashton Edwards and asked if they would be free for a phone call. And so at this point, I wasn't getting any offers anywhere else. Um, and so my plan was to stop dancing on Poi and... I thought he was probably going to encourage me to do so um, and, you know, just tell me, you know, you have to be practical. You know, there's, there's very few jobs in America and so many dancers. Um, it didn't look good. And I thought he was just going to encourage me to give it up. <laughs> and so I got on the phone with Peter and I remember I turned off all the lights in my apartment and I made my bed extra cuddly you know, for, for the cry sesh. Um, and I just prepared for the worst. And I called Peter and he said, you know, Ashton, uh, I don't want you to go anywhere. I really don't. So I would like to give you the job. And my jaw was on the floor. Like, I, I couldn't believe it. And I just jumped for joy and I cried and I cried. So I did actually need the blanket, but for the best reason, I called my mom and it was just the greatest day that I didn't see coming at all. Ashton would be able to dance both traditionally male and female roles, on point, with Pacific Northwest Ballet. They joined in November 2021 
at age 18. The company was getting ready to perform the Nutcracker. Ashton began rehearsing for the snow scene, a scene with 16 dancers on point, wearing long white and blue tulle dresses. There's snow slowly falling onto the stage during the whole scene. It would be the first time Ashton would ever perform on stage in point shoes. So it was this ballet that I, I knew like the back of my hand, which helped a lot. Nonetheless, terrifying, um, because just this one piece is kind of the hardest thing in the ballet, uh, the Dance of Snow. And I just did this one entrance where I run around in a loop. I, I run from wing to wing, and I decided moments before I went on that if I didn't enjoy this moment, it would be disrespectful to everyone in the audience first, and then to me, to that little kid who dreamt of this moment, who really didn't think there was space in the world for me. I couldn't do that small person, myself, a disservice by not living in the moment. And so as I took my first steps and out onto the stage, my face lit up uncontrollably. It all felt natural again. In the point shoes, running in a loop on the stage, in the crown and tutu, I felt like myself. When the Nutcracker came around again the next year, Ashton got to perform Dewdrop, a solo role. Ashton's mother came to Seattle for the show. And she got to watch me dance on point for the first time, dancing this role that I have been dancing in my kitchen, you know, since I was 12. Like, I, I don't even have to think about the choreography. It just kind of happens because I've been in love with this role in Balanchine's Nutcracker. And yeah, I that was kind of our full circle moment where we finally kind of acknowledged everything. Um, and I felt her acceptance, her pride, her um, her love for me. What did she say to you after the show? I I think she she did her crying thing before she got to me because <laughs> it, it took a while. <laughs> you know, I had to go go back and get undressed and take off all the pieces. Um, she just kind of she was like, "Wow, they really love you." <laughs> Because <laughs> it was it was an it was an epic night, you know. It was it was so cool. Um, Amanda Morgan, who is this gorgeous tall black woman, um, did the lead role, Sugar Plum Fairy, and you know you have this uh, queer non-binary black dancer dancing Dewdrop, and so it was it was pretty cool. It was a pretty cool night, and the crowd was roaring. Um, and so, yeah, sharing that with her was really special. Um, and I think she finally kind of understood the weight of ballet and what it felt like for me. Um, and, and she was just so proud. And so that was awesome, awesome, awesome to make my mom proud in that way. This past spring, Ashton performed as Puck in A Midsummer Night's Dream, a role that is traditionally danced by a male dancer. 
I look at these ballets and and these two characters, um, Dewdrop and Puck, and I don't really see a huge difference in terms of their etherealness, their their otherworldliness. They're they're not real people. They don't necessarily have genders, um, and they are only how you experience them. They only exist how you believe them to. For me, it's not, you know, a man or a woman, Puck or Dewdrop. These are two beings who just exist and create magic. In the past, at Pacific Northwest Ballet School, female students in the professional division could get point shoes. That's changed. Now any professional division student can receive point shoes if they'd like. This is Love is created by Lauren Spohr and me, Nadia Wilson is our senior producer. Katie Bishop is our supervising producer. Our producers are Susanna Robertson, Jackie Sajiko, Lily Clark, Lena Sillison, Sam Kim, and Megan Kinane. This episode was mixed by Veronica Simonetti. Engineering by Russ Henry. Learn more about the show on our website, thisislovepodcast.com. And you can sign up for our newsletter at thisislovepodcast.com slash newsletter. You can listen to This Is Love without any ads by signing up for Criminal Plus. You'll also get to listen ad-free to our other shows, Criminal and Phoebe Reads a Mystery. Plus, you'll get bonus episodes and more. To learn more, go to thisiscriminal.com slash plus. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at This Is Love Show. This Is Love is recorded in the studios of North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC. We're part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. Discover more great shows at podcast.voxmedia.com. I'm Phoebe Judge, and this is Love. Support for this show comes from Nine West. Winter's finally coming to a close, but you might still fall on the very ground beneath your feet with the hottest new trends from Nine West. Nothing beats the confidence the perfect little piece can give you. And their new collections of footwear, apparel, and accessories will let you take on the world in style. Use their Need It Now Edit, also known as the Nine Edit, to search effortlessly through trends like Western-style boots, loafers, and more. It's time to wear our confidence, ladies. We can't be contained. Because this spring at Nine West, we are infinite. Buy now and get 15% off with code PODCAST24. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. 
So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.